God, we thank you for moms. We thank you so much for this time to be together. We thank you that it's an encouragement to meet together, to pray over each other. Um, we pray for the moms overseas um, that we are praying for. We ask that you would refresh them and give them community and encouragement. Um, and God, I just lift up Keith and Sharon, as they speak to us on marriage, I just ask that our hearts would be eager to receive their wisdom and experience and that you would just give them grace as they share in Jesus' name. So Keith and Sharon Steichen are sharing with us on marriage today and their introduction. They live in Lionel Lakes and have been married for over 34 years. They're both members at the North Church and serve as biblical counselors along with co-leading the Young Married Sunday School class. And they have two adult sons. So let's welcome them up. Well, good morning. Uh, thank you. We're honored to be here today. And we want to thank uh, Becca. She reached out to us last summer and asked if we would be willing to speak. And uh, at that time, February seemed a long ways away. <laughs> And here we are. So uh, thank you. Um, we are honored to be here. Good. Well, why, do, why don't I pray, and then, then we'll begin. So let's pray. So Father, we just thank you for this beautiful day, and we thank you for all these women that are here, and, and mothers, and their families, and their, their uh, marriage relationships as well, Lord. So we just ask that what is said here will be pleasing in your sight. Hopefully, it'll be helpful for these women that they can take some nuggets away to, to bring back to their husbands, bring back to their families. So, Lord, we commit this time to you now. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So, we, um, both of us, we grew up in Minnesota here. Um, I grew up in uh, Edina, so that's where I spent uh, most of my life. When I was really young, we lived in Holland for a number of years, but most of my growing up was here uh, in Minnesota. Yeah, and I grew up in Shoreview, really close by, so uh, we're homegrown kids here, and uh, it's been great. So we, we met at Bethel University many years ago, and uh, it was really, um, it was great. We had a, a number of friends who were there, and uh, we, we met our senior year. We ended up getting getting uh, married, you know, a little while after that at Bethlehem. I've been here 38 years, which is now the new North Church, or the, the North Church, which is very exciting. Uh, we're very glad to be part of the North Church. Sharon had been at Bethlehem all her life up until just seven days ago, uh, transferring to the North Church. <laughs> so, very good. Um. Yeah, as we mentioned, and Becca mentioned, that we have uh, two sons. So Aaron is our oldest. He is 25, and he is an entrepreneur. He is uh, starting up his own business. So he is living with us right now as he uh, ventures uh, into that realm. And uh, our other son, Andrew, is 21, and he is a senior at the University of St. Thomas. We also thought we would mention that we have a dog. We have a Shih Tzu, and she is 16 years old. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> she had a little problem this morning already. We're like, oh, no. So we're, we're thankful for all the years we've had with her. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, what do we do? So uh, for myself, I am uh, pretty much a stay-at-home mom. I manage our, our household. Uh, but I also care for my parents. My dad has passed away, and so now my role is caregiving for my mother. And uh, she does live in independent living, but I uh, assist her so she can do that. So it's a very, it's an intense job. 
Yeah, and uh, Kelly, you had mentioned your mother being independent living. Um, there might be a time where we get that call that it's yeah. time to to move into more um, more more caring and more mm -hmm. assisting. Mm -hmm. So we we definitely understand that uh, where you're at. Um, and then myself, I've, I've been in the medical device industry. Um, I'm currently a, a consulting, started my own business, and I have a client in Nashville, and uh, that thus far is going really well. So uh, that, that's a little bit about who we are. As far as current ministries at, at the church, um, we're part of the Biblical Counseling Group. Um, also, we co-lead a young married class. I'd, I've seen a number of you there. I just love a show of hands of who's in the young married class, just to kind of raise your hand. Um, so we meet at 9.15 uh, Sunday mornings in D504, right across from the gym, and I uh, would love to have you. If you have any questions, uh, come up to us afterwards. We'd love to, love to have you part of the group there. Uh, why we are here? Well, we're here because Becca asked us. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a passion for marriage, and it's been interesting as we look back over the years of our married life, just how the Lord has led us into this ministry. When we were first married, um, right after our wedding, I was asked to be a wedding coordinator at the downtown campus. So I said yes and stepped into that role for nine years. And uh, Keith would come down and help me with the weddings. Um, so uh, we were in that. And then uh, we were pregnant with Aaron, our first, and uh, just felt the Lord saying that it was time to stop uh, that ministry. And so we did that. And just shortly thereafter, we were asked to teach the pre-marriage class. So we said yes. And so then we started teaching the engaged couples at church here. And we did that for 17 years. So if you add all this up, you're going to get my age. And then uh, um, we, uh, we did that. And then it was interesting. Again, the Lord just said to us that it was time to move on. And so we um, just, you know, decide to step away, and we're asked just shortly thereafter to join the biblical counseling ministry and to work with married couples, and then uh, at the same time asked to lead the uh, young married Sunday school class. So it's interesting how the Lord just keeps leading us back to marriage. So we, um, we feel that uh, this is, uh, it's been an honor to be involved with so many marriages, um, but we are thankful that we can be here with you today. Um, we are going to share our story of our married life, and we understand that we are uh, uh, parts that things that we are going to share. Some of it we are beyond where you're at right now, but we're hoping that you can take some things out of this, and that you can see that whatever season you are in in your married life, in your life with your family, that the Lord is sovereign and that He is in control. And so, uh, again, we're going to share a few things from our life. All right, we'll kind of walk through, and, and again, these first couple slides, kind of what Sharon was alluding to, are, are definitely kind of where you have been or where you're at. Um, there is going to be a slide later on that um, it's kind of shows the past seven years. We understand that that's not the phase of your life, but we want to interweave that to show that God is uh, gracious and merciful in the younger years. God is gracious and merciful in the latter years. So just I uh, kind of want to explain that a little bit. So getting engaged, like I said, we met at uh, Bethel University, uh, fell in love. We had the um, meeting, um, uh, I love you, and we both said that at the same time, and, <laughs> and, 
and then the thought was, you know, it's time to possibly proceed and get married and all of that. I, I was a, uh, uh, after graduating, I was a youth pastor, so we were waiting till um, after I was assigned a place before we'd get engaged. So I remember calling up her dad and saying, hey, could we meet for, for lunch and that type of thing, and I was going to ask him for her hand in marriage and, and uh, see if it would be okay, and, and uh, I'm hemming and hawing, not quite getting to the point, and he finally said, well, Keith, is there something you'd like to say? And <laughs> that was the entree to say, you know, could I, could I marry Sharon? And he, he said overwhelmingly yes with that. That then led to Sharon again being a lifer at Bethlehem, that we're going to get married at Bethlehem. Pastor John was going to marry us, 22-year-old kids here, and now we're going to do a thing called pre-marriage counseling with John Piper. And, <laughs> and uh, very daunting, because all I had seen at that point was this madman in the pulpit, and, and I'm thinking, whoa, this could, this could get intense. And I'll tell you, it was as sweet a time as possible. Um, we had met, I believe, four times, and each time we came away thinking, wow, th this was awesome that he was willing to give up his time, spend it with us, um, help direct us, help us to kind of plan as we, where we were going to go for. And then many years later, I think back now, actually when we were talking this through, had that been a bad experience, Odds are we probably would not have gotten involved with pre-marriage classes. We would not have uh, been as involved with marriage. So that kind of set the set the stage for us uh, on the on the marriage track. So that that was a sweet time. Mm -hmm. We um, the just an interesting fact. So we were married downtown uh, at the church down there before everything changed, and my parents were married in the exact same sanctuary. So it was kind of sweet. We have pictures of them uh, in the front of the church, and then Keith and I. So kind of sweet. Um, one of the, the things that we think back on, at the time that we were married, we were one of the first couples in our peer group to be married. So we were one of the younger people. However, we were one of the last to have children. So it's, uh, it was an interesting time um, between the wedding and when we had Aaron. Yeah. yeah so, you know, with that, you know, we we'd been newly graduated, married, we're trying to balance careers, um, you know, what we're doing. I was, like I said, I was a youth pastor working a part-time job. Sharon was working with the alumni at Minnehaha Academy. And again, one of the things that I'd, I'd recommend if we were to do it over again is to slow down a little bit. We, we were, it was, it was crazy season uh, during that time. And, uh, and then a bunch of our friends were getting married after us and then having children earlier than us. Um, so those dynamics of being really close with friends, and then, you know, you're, you're all living it right now. Uh, once children come in, uh, they're a true blessing, but they, multi they take uh, a lot of your time, effort. There's not enough time to be able to spend with, with uh, other friends and friendships. So that's why I look at what you do here uh, every first and third uh, Tuesday of the week is really special. An opportunity where you can come together like this, fellowship with one another, challenge one another, go through the same type of uh, phases of life. So you, you really have a wonderful thing that's going on here. So, um, you know, that uh, I'd encourage you to be part of that. I would encourage you to get involved with the Young Married Couples class. Anytime you can be parts of uh, groups like this, I think it only edifies and enhances your marriage relationship. So uh, children in the early years of parenting. So we, um, as we mentioned, Aaron is our first, um, and we had been married nine years before we were pregnant with him. 
Um, the pregnancy was a difficult pregnancy. Um, it was crazy. A lot of stories within that. Uh, ended up with an emergency C-section. And, um, but it, he, uh, the doctor even said to us, this is a miracle baby. And uh, he was four pounds, eight ounces when he was born, but uh, thrived. Today he is 6'1", and uh, fully, yeah. But, uh, but it was, a, it was a, quite a time. After um, the birth of Aaron, we, um, unfortunately, we went through a miscarriage. And once again, the suffering and the pain of that, that was hard. Um, but the Lord was, was with us, um, and we'll, we'll get to that at the end here. We had, uh, when we got pregnant with Andrew, there was a lot of fear that I would not be able to carry the baby. So once again, uh, bed rest, all sorts of things. Um, and we thought when he was born that he was a chunky little baby because he was five pounds, um, uh, about six ounces. So he was, he was fat. <laughs> in our eyes, but very thankful that um, both our boys were healthy, um, other than being very tiny. So, so as, a, as a typical guy, um, my whole mentality was, up until these points, was that, you know, you, you possibly go to college or you go to work um, after high school, you find, you know, Miss Wonderful, you, you get married, um, you, uh, whenever you decide to have children, you have children, and you live happily ever after. That was kind of the mentality, okay? It, flawed, definitely flawed, okay? <laughs> no, no doubt about that. Well, I want to hone in a little bit on that miscarriage part. When, when that occurred, um, I, I liken it to it was the loss of a dream, okay? Because one, and you've probably, you've all experienced it. You know, once you find out that you're pregnant, the planning mode starts to go forward, you know, if it's a girl, here's some possible names. If it's a boy, here's some possible names. Here's what we're going to do in the nursery or whatever you're going to do. And you start to get to think that way. And then all of a sudden, very short order, that, that ends, okay? And so, so that was, you know, that, that was tough for us. But again, back to the connection with the church, um, Sharon, it was right after that. I, I ended up going downtown to the, to the church service there and um, being in the, sec in the upper balcony, and uh, Pastor Sam Crabtree comes over, and, you know, Keith, how are you doing? I told him about that, and, you know, we, we prayed together and, you know, cried together, and, and that's, that's the type of relationship um, you want from your church. That's what you want from your leaders, people that, who are real, People that you can come along, who can come alongside you in difficult times like that. So, we, we're very thankful for Bethlehem. We're very thankful for the North Church. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So then you get into changes in your marriage relationship, and that's where you, the vast majority of you are now. Um, you know, we had nine years of being on a honeymoon, so to speak. You know, just ourselves, and we could go to restaurants, and we could travel, and we could do those various things. And and then all of a sudden, children come, and beyond a blessing, there's no doubt about it. But there is a change, okay, within that. And and so that you know, we had to adjust to that. Uh, we we both have had wonderful parents, um, so they they would actually. Uh, take the children, and and uh, we've never had a babysitter before. Uh, they they would uh, 
they would uh, take our children, you know, when we'd go on dates and things like that. So we're very, very blessed from that standpoint. Um, and then trying to figure out life balance. That's probably, again, another stage where you're at right now is, boy, there doesn't seem to be enough hours in a day. There doesn't seem to be enough sleep in a day. Um, and and all, the, all the various things that you're going through. And it's very, very real. And, and to to be able to, to cry out to God and say, boy, I'm exhausted and I'm tired, and be able to, to go uh, with your husband and be able to uh, find comfort in him and he find comfort in you. Again, that's really, really special times. And, and uh, again, that's a phase of life, and it's a very difficult phase. It can be a difficult phase of life, not for, not for everybody. But boy, to, to really embrace that. And, and when we see little babies running around, we kind of pine for that, and we yearn for that, and think, boy, th those are sweet times. They, they really were. Mm -hmm. um, two practical things that we did during this time. We made a point of uh, we would have a state of the marriage dinner every once in a while, and we would sit down, you know, get away, just the two of us, to talk about how we're doing. And um, that was really important because it was so busy, and we were pulled in different directions so often that uh, we needed to be intentional in making sure that we connected and we talked. Another thing that we did as a family is every Sunday evening, we would all sit down together, and we would talk about the upcoming week. And that was, again, just a practical thing, but very helpful, because then everyone had the same expectations, and there wasn't anything that came up during the week that was like, what? I mean, obviously things changed, but just we knew the general flow of the week. That was a helpful thing. Um, we put the verse up here, uh, seek the Lord in his strength, seek his presence continually, from First Chronicles uh, chapter 16, verse 11. And one of the things that um, this, this verse was very important to us because we prayed a lot about our boys' education and what we were going to do, where they should be, um, looking at them both individually and what their needs were, and felt that the Lord really led us in those decisions. Um, but that was something we, we sought him uh, for their education. And so then one thing, too, the transition, you go from those early years where Sharno is very, very active in, in, the school, in the school and volunteering and all of that, whether it be at church and, and the school and, and various other things. And you're really, really vested and you're really, really involved. And then, then you get kind of that next phase of life, that high school and college years. Okay, and that's an opportunity where they start taking more responsibility. You're starting to prepare to launch them, um, and then we kind of draw back a little bit because we're not as needed. You know, um, you know, once they hit 16, uh, they don't need uh, don't need to be as de dependent on you as far as driving to places and that type of thing. So that took a little time for us to get involved uh, to get that wrapped around our head as well, mm -hmm. because we were very very active. You know. Like I said, Sharon was super active. I was the, the Sunday school teacher, the den coach, the hockey coach, the soccer coach, and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden you get to high school and, whoa, it slows down and it changes. So um, that was, uh, that was um, an adjustment for us as a, as a, married, as a married couple. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that helped us do that was, again, getting together and talking about it and saying, okay, this is changing. How are you doing with it? and just communicating between the two of us. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we mentioned on there, we, our boys, uh, Aaron headed to college, went to uh, Bethel. Do you want to talk about that? 
Yeah, yeah. So um, we we had a great experience at Bethel, and we had you know told him stories various years. We didn't pressure him, but he basically had one choice. No, no. Um, so um, we and he's a little more reserved, and and we were hoping and we were praying for that roommate to be kind of the the initiator to say, hey, Aaron, come join us to go to this or that or whatever, because on his own devices he probably wouldn't do that. And we get to his freshman year and his roommate in the dorm, and, and his dorm mate or his roommate is much more of an introvert than he is, okay? So not quite what we'd hoped or prayed for, okay? That's, that's okay. And he had had, let's call it a so-so freshman year. Um, sophomore year, now you're going to live with five other guys in a townhouse. So we're thinking, just odds alone, you're going to find somebody who's good. Well, um, I had a nickname for the five. I can't remember what it was now, but it wasn't super encouraging or uplifting. Um, but but um, uh, anyways, they, they were not, let's call them, they were not the A-team either, okay? And, and so that experience that we had hoped for, that we had had, uh, really wasn't there. Um, he he came, comes to us one day and says, Mom, Dad, I don't get it. You know, we, we all have chores within our townhouse, and none of the guys do them, except I, I'm the only one doing them. So how do you, how do you get the five other guys to do it uh, without leverage and, you know, uh, you know taking phones away or doing whatever you do as parents, right? So um, we walk that through them, that type of thing. So he thought, you know what? He's always had a fascination with the state of California. And um, I've dealt with a lot of people in California. I don't quite have that lofty opinion of it as he does. <laughs> and um, so the thought was that he would go to Westmont his fall of his junior year. And if he liked it there, he would then graduate from there in Santa Barbara, California. So he goes there. We go meet his roommate. His roommate is personality plus. He's got the twinkle in his eye. And we jump on a plane coming home thinking, amen. We, we, we've got the roommate. Okay. Week later, we get a call from Aaron. And, you know, how's Kenny doing, your roommate? And, well, um, mom, dad, I think Kenny's a drug dealer. <laughs> Oh, well, that, that can't be. Not at Westmont or whatever. And uh, um, Kenny was. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that, didn't, that didn't quite work out. Our prayers were not answered. Yeah. And, and during that time, and we'd never seen this before with him, we saw deterioration. And to the, to the point where we, we got concerned and, and uh, we went and visited him uh, one fall break during MEA weekend and uh, he was really low and, and uh, that was tough coming back from that. So he ended out, finished out there uh, in, through December uh, and then ended up coming back, living at home, graduated from Bethel with honors, you know, and all that. But he didn't have that college experience that we had hoped for. Now... Fast forward, the reason I tell you that is because all of you have multiple children. You know that there's different personalities, and you, you almost, you, you might have the discussion that we've had many, uh, many times. How in the world do these two kids, same home, same parents, yet totally diverse and different and all that? So our youngest son was set to go to Bethel, um, and until he got the postcard from St. Thomas, and that sparked him to, hey, maybe I should go visit there. So we said, okay, grudgingly, and went there. And uh, he said, I'd really like to go here. So we said, okay. And 
I'll tell you, here's, here's been exper his experience. Christian roommate uh, who's on the football team freshman year has been roommates with him all four years. Two other guys they've lived with, so a total of four guys have lived together four years. Um, involved in young life, involved with crew. Um, really, that that great spiritual experience that we that we wanted um, next or this upcoming Sunday is going to become a member at the city's church, and so just everything went well. And again. You know, not that we're very bright, but had we put money on anything, we would have said the two experiences, the one that went to Bethel, for instance, would have had a much better spiritual experience than all around versus St. Thomas. Again, it's a good thing we're not God uh, from that standpoint. So you look at this verse here, and this, uh, when we were married, Sharon's parents gave us a uh, grandfather clock for our wedding gift, and this verse is, is on that. And so this has been kind of a hallmark verse for us and our marriage, also for our boys. So uh, that's the reason we put that on there. Yeah. So we talk about that, about the college, the high school and the college years, to say that, you know, we don't know what's in front of us, um, but we do know this verse and we can trust this promise. But I trust in you, O Lord. I say you are my God. My times are in your hand. So as we went through all those years and the ups and downs, the pain, um, and the joys in there too, we would keep turning back to the Lord and saying, okay, Lord, this is in your hands, and you have the outcome planned. So, so as we were doing this then, um, we're thinking, you know, we've, we've been through the, let's call it the normal, normal trials, the, the, you know, the highs and lows of marriage and, and the ups and downs of uh, parenting and, and jobs and all that stuff, okay? And then um, things have changed. Things have changed. So uh, that's, I, I say that to introduce this next slide. Yes, yeah, so we, um, we decided to focus in on the last seven years. And as Keith just said, um, the years prior to that definitely held their trials and uh, sorrows, but their joys too. But the reason we decided to hone in on this is um, these years have been very, very intense with a lot of major things. And so we just wanted to read through a little bit of this um, uh, so let's yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll just we won't hit every one of them, but um, you know. So with all my friends used to kid me, Keith, you're the stable one <laughs> as far as jobs and everything. You know, with a company for 22 years and and that type of thing, and and new management comes in, and I guess I didn't make the grade, um, and uh, say adios. And um, you know, with that, you know, you can take that, you know. And really, it, it can sting, or you can say, God, you're still in control. Our times are in your hands, okay? And, and that was the mentality. Actually, when that occurred, I, the, the HR person who I'd worked with for 15-plus years, she was bawling, and I was just like, it's a relief. It's actually a relief because things, it was not the place we had been uh, early on. Then my dad starts declining. Um, he, he calls me up and, and I talk to my dad every day. Um, he calls, uh, calls me up and says, Hey, I want you and Sharon to come over on Thursday afternoon at two o'clock. 
would never had an appointment with my dad, <laughs> you know. And so we go over there, and he goes, you know, I, I have this really good assisted living policy, and um, I, I think it's, it's time for me to go in to that, cause, so not to be a burden to my mom and, and that type of thing. And if you know anything about assisted living, that is a rarity. Um, most people go in kicking and screaming. It's the last thing they want to do. And, and really uh, see that as, as an act of love you know, for us. So he said, go, you and Sharon go figure out a place, which we did. And uh, you know, so he was in there in the last part, part, of, his, uh, his part of his life. Um, joined a startup company, really fresh, really exciting. That was great. And then three weeks later, he dies. Okay, and so th that was tough, very tough. Um, and going through that and the emotions of that, and and you know the prior fifty years had never really had um, significant things occur. You know, you know, ups and downs, all of that, but never these major things. Then go to go for a um, life insurance policy. They take a blood test and say, uh, "No, your life insurance policy is canceled <laughs> due to type two diabetes." And I was off the charts and had no idea. Had no idea and uh, been healthy. Never, never, really, never sick. Uh, never surgery. Never anything. And so again, all these things keep coming up, and then. Um, yeah, and then um, so it's, we just sound like downers, don't we? So then the next thing that happened is I was diagnosed with um, the beginning stages of uterine cancer. I was very, very ill before they got the, figured out the diagnosis. And when they did, they had to do an emergency surgery. So we found out on a Friday, and I had surgery on Monday. Um, it was very uh, crazy. While I was recovering, so I was uh, just out of the hospital, my mom uh, collapsed and almost died, ended up in the ICU, and I needed to manage her medical care. So that was a very crazy time trying to heal um, for my surgery and yet being the uh, contact person for my mother. Um, we, uh, um, as we go through all these things and we're listing them out, we and we talk about this often, but yes, there's a lot of suffering and pain, but we can see God's goodness in there. So we can see his work, and we can see how he orchestrated things so that in the midst of whatever I'm trying to you know, get to the hospital or you know, to help my mom, or just the Lord provided, and we kept trying to keep our eyes open to that and to share with each other, like, did you see what God did? Did you see what God did today? Because we could both just fall into, oh my goodness, this is so hard, and just be negative. And we said, no, we're not going to do that. So we're going to speak to each other and say, okay, what did God do today? Yeah. So, so we won't go through any more of these, but you, you can read them. Um, a couple comments on it. So as that 22-year-old kids slash couple in John Piper's office going through pre-marriage counseling, our, our focus at that time was to get married, okay? Um, the, 
we didn't have categories for these things, okay, at that time. Just like a lot of you don't have categories for it. Right now, you have categories for the early parenting and for the um, dealing with children and that type of thing. Um, but I can honestly say God has been good. God has been gracious during this time. I believe our marriage has actually strengthened during this, okay? Um, these type of things could obviously re uh, repel each other from that standpoint, but God has been gracious enough and merciful enough that thus far our marriage relationship has, I would say, been as strong or stronger than it ever has been, okay? And so then one of the things that we cling to is this and yet. So there's, we understand there's trials, there's various things that you're going through that we have no idea of, and some are very, very difficult, um, some are minor and that type of thing, but God is sovereign and in control of all of these things. And so then we get to the end yet. Mm -hmm. So yes, as you can read up there, God is sovereign and in control. And he, we saw him move in every one of these events. Um, we know uh, that clinging and knowing Christ is your greatest gain in life or in marriage. So clinging to him and knowing the Lord, treasuring the preciousness of Christ and I know Kelly talked about that quite a bit, about the preciousness of Christ and just treasuring, treasuring Christ. Um, Christ is the bedrock and the foundation. And as you're going through hard things and trials, to be intentional, and there'll be times where you, will, you don't feel this, you don't want to do this, you're not, you're not feeling it, but to be intentional in saying, the Lord is here, he is in control. He has my best interests in hand. He, has, he is there. He cares. And to be intentional in that. We, um, we chose the verse Philippians 3, 13 and 14, uh, just because we feel that um, even when you don't feel it and, you, and, you're, and you're in the midst of it, to continue on. I love how it reads, Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it on my own, but one thing I do forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So we thought we'd leave you with our time remaining, um, just some practical mar marriage builders and um, really um, talking about being purposeful and intentional in your marriage. Um, hold marriage as sacred. Don't, don't trivialize it. Um, really hold it near and dear uh, to your hearts uh, with that. Um, a praying wife is such a powerful wife. Um, there's no doubt about it. Pray daily for your husband. Um, and, and likewise, hopefully, he reciprocates as well. Um, but, but boy, to really um, to take the time to do that, um, that is not in vain. It, mm -hmm. it truly is not. And I think also we put in there, pray daily for your husband, but also to pray for yourself in your relation to your husband and ask the Lord to help you with whatever it might be. Lord, help me to be attracted to my husband. Help me to respect my husband. Help me to love him. Um, the next thing, find delight in each other, and that can be part of your prayers. Lord, help me to find delight in my husband and joy, um, remembering that the Lord has brought you together. Uh, look for the good in each other. Dwell on the positives and not the irritations. It's easy to get down the path of, oh, he does this or he doesn't do this, and oh my goodness, I'm so frustrated, right? <laughs> but not to do that, to stop and say, no, Lord, 
I want to focus in on the positives. I want to focus in on the things, the ways you've created him and the good in him. Um, speak uh, positively about your spouse in general conversation. I think this is just a practical trip, tip that we do not get in the habit of, of uh, maybe undermining our husband or speaking negative about him, um, but to present him in a good light. Um, another thing, let your children see you show affection to your husband. I think that's important that they see um, that you enjoy each other and that, uh, and that there's some physical touch. We think that's important. And also that your children hear you affirming and encouraging your husband. So for them to hear the words coming out of your mouth, um, that you're um, so thankful for him and uh, the, what you see in him and what he's done. Just to kind of emphasize that a little bit. Again, what you're doing is wonderful as mothers, but you're modeling marriage to that next generation. And, and again, they're taking their cues from you. And, and it's going to be how they treat their future spouse. Um, so, so again, really, really important there. Uh, one, one of the things, have a team mindset. Um, you know, we, when, when things are good or bad, we kind of somewhat seriously at times jokingly say, hey, we're on Team Steichen, <laughs> you know, from that standpoint. But, but to really not just have that as a mantra, uh, you know, from that standpoint, um, or a motivational type thing, but to really live it out and really to believe it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, understanding that if there's something wrong with Sharon or she's struggling or whatever, if I can help encourage her and that type of thing, that, that benefits our, our marriage and vice versa. Um, so, so to really understand that we're in this thing together till death do us part, and and that we can we can do it the easy way, which is to be um, you know to do it the team way, or we can do it the hard way and grit our teeth and try to get to the finish line and and that type of thing. And I'd much rather do it from a team mindset um, of how we can complement each other and love each other well. Mm-hmm. Uh, turn towards God and each other when difficulties happen. Um, this really uh, was, uh, the Lord just pointed this out to me, and I'll just give you a quick example of, uh, of uh, Keith's father had passed away, and it was a tough time because it, he died suddenly, and uh, we were just grappling with our grief. And Keith was upstairs, I remember, and I was downstairs, and I was crabby and tired, and I don't know what, but I just had a bad attitude. And so I came upstairs, and I was going to tell Keith something that I was frustrated with. And I walked up the stairs, and I saw him in the bedroom, and he was weeping. And the Lord just, just, I just felt the Lord saying, Sharon, what are you doing? Why are you doing this to your husband? And why are you turning away from him and just being selfish in, in your own grief? You need to turn towards him. And I was just humbled, and I repented, and I said, oh, Lord. I'm so sorry, and I just went in. And that has stuck in our minds that when there is a trial and anything, turn towards each other because it's so easy to say, oh, my goodness, this is so bad. I'm going to go this way. But to turn, so to, yeah, to keep that in mind. Um, the other thing uh, is to look back at his goodness. And this is something that we didn't realize we had made a habit in our, our married life, but we will sit down and we will talk about um, his goodness. And I know we mentioned it once before in this, in this talk, but we truly will sit down and say, oh, did you see what the Lord did? Did you see how he orchestrated that? Did you see his hand? And speaking it out loud to each other, there's definitely a benefit to doing that. And 
goes hand in hand than thank the Lord for, for how he's provided goodness for us. And, um, you know, that, that list can be endless. Um, and uh, that, that is so important. And then finally, find activities and ministries to do together. We, we've been fortunate. We've, we've been able to do ministries together. And uh, I'll tell you, it's been wonderful because we can bounce ideas off of each other. We can kind of, you know, consult with each other. And, and going through those, those ministries together uh, really has been an absolute blessing to us. So um, with that... Um, if there are any questions, we can take a couple, and then I know that there's questions at, at your tables as well, um, but um, can open it up to uh, any questions. Unless it's really difficult, then we, we won't answer. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, we, we, um, we get hit and miss on that. Um, Sharon is is very, very good. She's very diligent. She's the one who's up at 6 a.m. and um, she's doing her devotionals. I'm, I'm more of a, you know, kind of get my head straight and do them. So from that standpoint, um, we've had seasons where we've done devotionals together, um, but for the, for the most part, um, we've been kind of um, on our own. Now, one of the things that we do, I think, relatively well is with um, her devotions and my devotions, we'll come back and, and talk about each, uh, what mm-hmm. each one has learned. Yeah. And, and that has been really, those have been really, really sweet times for us. Yeah. We yeah. make a point of saying, oh, this is what the Lord showed me today. Oh, listen to this verse. Yeah. So we'll do that. Um, the other thing that we have been very faithful in is praying together. Mm-hmm. That is just so valuable in our life and that is something that we've done consistently whenever and all the time (laughs) yeah you know it's interesting that that has become interwoven into our relationship much more so than it was even 10 years ago um so that has as we've gotten older that has actually increased significantly and um, so, we, like Sharon said, anytime uh, we, we are, uh, we do that. So um, it's kind of throughout the time where, hey, we need to pray about this or that mm-hmm. and, and that type of thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Bedtime yeah. is one, you know, at night, bedtime. Um, but otherwise, kind of throughout the day, we'll even text each other, call each other and say, hey, can we pray? Right. Can we pray? Good question. Um, so... Creative. Yeah, very creatively. creatively. Um, you know, one of the nice things is um, our boys were on a on a regular routine, so so we we put in margin. Uh, so we'd get in bed early. We'd have margin afterwards. Okay, um, like I had mentioned before, we were both local. We both had gr- uh, parents, their grandparents, who did not. Um, take them grudgingly. They took them with joy. So we understand that we're very fortunate in that respect. Whereas um, if we needed to spend time together or whatever, we could uh, send up the bat signal and, and somebody would definitely take care of them. Um, so we're, we're fortunate there. Um, but, but yeah, so we, you know, between that combination, I, when I look back at it, I, I, there's no doubt we were blessed. I, I really believe we were blessed in that scenario. And I know that's not the norm for a lot of people. So uh, we never took that for granted. Um, but, but between being creative, having the grand, grandparents or our parents help out, we were, we were able to make it work. And I think as we said, it, said before, um, to be intentional because it is hard. It's definitely hard. You're so busy. And so you need to try even be more focused and find the time 
It might not be as often as it was before, things change, but to still be intentional. One thing that we like to do when our kids are really young um, is we would connect. Now this is like, you're going to like throw up when I say this, but we would go online with our friends after bedtime and play games together. So like neither of us had to get a babysitter because we were at our homes. (laughs) That's a good idea. um, when we had young kids, the internet wasn't available. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. A thing called AOL. Yeah. Uh, so, good. Anything else? Oh, yes. Did you say when the young married class meets? Yep, uh, 9.15, Sunday mornings, room D504. Um, like I said, we had that show of hands earlier. Connect with them, connect with us. We'd, we'd love to have you. Yes, come join us. It's a sweet, sweet class. And it would be great um, if you were able to come. All right. Thank you.